Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is actually going to be called SI Media with Jimmy Trainer going forward. You may see that switch when you're listening to this. You may not. We're, we're trying to get it all settled. So a um, little tweak of the name, new logo. Hope you like it. Send me some feedback. I like the logo a lot. So hopefully you guys do, too. And um, a new era here as we go forward. And we have a great, great show to kick off here with the new title and logo, Chris Berman, the legend from ESPN, joins the SI Media with Jimmy Trainer podcast to discuss Super Bowl, NFL, NFL primetime, Swami, and a bunch of other stuff. Really fun interview with Berman. Then we have uh, Salakata and Trainer Thoughts following Berman. Get into a lot of stuff about the NFC and AFC title games, uh, Super Bowl stuff, uh, just, you know, usual banter with Sal and train of thoughts before we get to it had a great interview last week with good morning football's jason mccourty got a lot of good feedback on that a lot of people liked the interview so if you missed it check that out in the archives chris long was on the pod two weeks ago troy aikman three weeks ago so go into the archives check those out subscribe to the podcast as well leave a review on apple we have a giveaway with brady brand in the train of thoughts segment and uh, if you leave a review you can uh, win some brady brand underwear so a lot going on this week we got a name change we got a logo change we're doing a giveaway and we've got a legend in Chris Berman on the pod, followed by Train of Thoughts. We kick it off all right here on SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. All right, joining me now, very excited to have him back on the SI Media podcast. He was one of my first guests when I took over a while ago, and it's great to have him back. The legendary icon from ESPN, they call him Boomer Chris Berman. Chris, how are you? 
Hi, Jimmy. Legendary is kind, but you got my check, so thank you. <laughs> well, listen, you know, I'll start here by, by you know, doing a little kissing of the butt. You know, Sunday, after those two games, flip on ESPN, and there you were. And I'm a very, very big nostalgia guy. And I grew up in the 80s. I think the 80s is the greatest decade, and I'm all about the 80s. So when I see you on my television... Not a streaming service, not my iPad. Sorry, ESPN PR is probably flipping out. When I see you on my TV after a big football game on a Sunday night, it just feels right and takes me back to a much better time. Uh, very kind. I'm a late 60s, 70s guy. We can debate the era later, but the 80s yeah. were great. Uh, hey, that's when primetime started to segue perfectly for you in 87. Yeah. You know, it felt good going on right after a really good game. I mean, forget the nostalgia part, Jimmy. The, I mean, at Chiefs-Bengals, I mean, we, you know, if, about two minutes to go, you said the Bengals are going to win. Well, no, they're not. Now we're going to go to overtime. Oh, no, we're on. Oh, no, we got to wait for the trophy. I missed that rush uh, myself. Um, yeah. Now, we've done primetime on ESPN+, Plus, but – it's like taking a sip of Coke Classic, right? <laughs> like we're back on, we're back, not the new Coke, not whatever, but the, yeah. the real thing. And um, uh, it was fun to do it. And, and Keyshawn was with me. You know, it's the one time I worked with him. So it was fun to see him because we worked for years on both morning and evening. And and Booger has been a gift. I, I hope you see some of what we do on ESPN+. Plus. He's been a gift. He's Tommy is Tommy, okay? But yeah. He's right, Tommy right. 2.0. I'm, I'm very lucky to have him. You know, I've been, I've had this idea in the back of my head to write it, and I haven't written it yet, and I will eventually. But I think Booger McFarlane deserves an enormous amount of credit after having a rough time on Monday Night Football, was not helped by ESPN putting him in a crane for some reason. But he has become an excellent, excellent studio guy, NFL and college football, both. And has done, I think, you know, something that's really difficult to do when you have this high-profile gig. It doesn't work out for whatever reason. Not blaming him, not blaming anyone else, but it, it didn't work out. They move on. And he's become an excellent studio host, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, with not his idea to be in the Boogermobile, but you take a right. chance. I mean, right. oh, no, it's not for me. Are you kidding? Of course you have to do it. So, therefore, it's he can't, the perception, to your point, Oh, he can't do it. Well, no, no, none of us could do that. Okay. Um, but what I did see from even then was he actually sees stuff on the field quickly and, and there's a replay and he knows football. It's not just from a defensive tackle point of view. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. you don't see obviously the whole field when you're in the trenches. Here's what Booger is behind the scenes. First of all, he's, he's upbeat and he loves and he knows football. Second of all, I might be high, might be behind Jimmy. This is now going a little graduate level here on a highlight a little. Let's say it comes in late. You know, have the 4 o'clock games. We never see it. There's no commercial on the plus version, right? So I'm handed this stack of the late games, and sometimes we don't even know one, frankly, <laughs> because I can't look at the monitor in there during a commercial. So we're doing it. I might be behind, and there might be a shot for him to get in, but I'm a little behind. He's... It's not a problem. And I look over to him and, and throw him something about a late game that ended 
had the Seahawks beat the Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where it seemed to me that such and such, we didn't go over it because the game went that way in the fourth quarter. He's got something intelligent to say, an excellent observation, and it's not look at me. What more do you want? I learned something from him, and then it's back to me, and we go to the next thing. So thank you for recognizing. And to know college and pro football inside out, I think, is hard. Yeah, I do. And I like that he doesn't talk down to the audience. Very relatable the way he speaks to the viewers. I should have mentioned, bad job by me, Boomer will be on after the Super Bowl on ESPN, after the Eagles and Chiefs, for his annual Super Bowl post-game NFL primetime show. Now, tell me, how did it, because in setting up this interview, in my head, I was talking to ESPN PR, and I, I, I know you're on after the Super Bowl, and I, I figured that'd be perfect to get you in this week. Were you always supposed to be on after the title games, or did that come about late on TV? I mean, you were going to do it for Plus, but it was on TV, and I was just wondering, was that because I was shocked when I saw you there pleasantly, but I was surprised. Oh, sorry, the phone's ringing. That's we'll okay. But um, no, no. So when I quote ended my full time gig, the countdown, the prime time, uh, uh, you know, not prime time, you know, everything we did in later on, et cetera. Right. So I stayed here at ESPN. That's before Plus was even invented. So in it was figured that we would do Championship Sunday, and Tommy came back to okay. do it with me. And, That's and what then I okay. Super Bowl, you're still going to do that among other duties um, to stay on staff, admittedly not exactly the same. And then Plus came a couple of years later. So these, the, the chicken came before the egg, Jimmy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forgot you. I thought you just did the Super Bowl on, on TV. So these um, two. I, yeah, I should have known that. Um, and it, it, is, it is amazing how primetime still resonates for so many people. I want to ask you this before I want to talk about primetime a little and we'll get into the Super Bowl. Take primetime away, because I'm I'm curious because you did it. And I and one thing I've always said about primetime, no matter how anyone feels about you, ESPN, that was you know, it's not an easy gig doing those highlights like that, the way you did them. For you, outside of primetime, you can't say primetime. What do you think the greatest sports studio show is of all time, not including primetime? Well, that's a that's a really good question. Um because, you know, primetime for me, I, it's not because you had to watch it. That's not the question you asked. Yeah, <laughs> Forget that I'm doing it or Tom Jackson's doing it in those days. You, you had to watch it. If you like football, you got only three games on TV. And what happened in the other 11? Well, here you go. You know, Seattle 45, Arizona 42. I didn't see any of it. Here you go. Whether you like me or not. Huh. Of, of all time, I mean, now I'm going historic. So... Well, I was a big fan of Brent Musburger because they they were, you know, the NFL today because it's amazing to think that we did, you know, an hour, then an hour and a half, then two hours and three hours. And they did 30 minutes, which is like a burp, Jimmy. I'm not knocking them, but they were new. In other words, primetime was a new show, but the NFL today with Brent and that crew, I thought was, well, it was the best. And he was the best. So for football, a weekly show, I, I'd have to I'd have to say that I, yeah. all time, maybe one of the most important. And now I, I, you may have seen well, you've seen it, but maybe not as a kid. Why World of Sports when that was in its heyday, right? Um, 
Uh, I don't count Monday Night Football as a. I mean, you talk about a studio show. Um, yeah, I'm talking about College Game Day, inside the NBA, NFL Today, anything where we see a panel, studio before, you know. Um, and, any, and I think. Go ahead. Sorry. The NFL Today, it's funny. My. My podcast listeners, if they're regular listeners, have heard me talk about this numerous times because over the summer, I, I finally read that book that came out about the NFL today. I think it was called You Are Looking Live. And I could not have loved that book anymore. And I, I mean, listen, I was a kid when that show was on and I remember it. And I, you know, and just in being in the media, I know it's iconic. But when you read that book, you really get a feel for how groundbreaking it was. It really was, and in a different way. I don't want to put prime time with it, but for a highlight show, that was groundbreaking right. too. Now, obviously, that show was not my idea. That was Steve Bornstein and Pete Rozelle. Um, they cooked it up. You're going to have Sunday night games for only the second half of the season. Um, but for the whole season, you can do this show, which will eventually lead into the game, but it's never been tried before. So... To be groundbreaking like the NFL today was, I, I, I give it. Now, all those shows you mentioned, are, I mean, are outstanding. It's not limited to just football. And any show, what I just started to say, and then I'll get on, and you can pick your own. I mean, um, you know, Ernie and the NBA. I mean, the college game, that was groundbreaking to do it on site all the time. That still yeah. is. But there's yeah. others that do it, but that was landed on the moon first, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, any show in which there is genuine, um, not camaraderie, I'm not putting this in order, Jimmy, yeah. camaraderie that comes through the screen that me or you as a viewer go, oh, I'm enjoying sitting down with these guys or women or both or whatever it is. Okay, now let me listen. Oh, they're actually giving me insight without going look at me. Um, anything that's natural like that, has a chance to be really special. It's a little bit of an unfair question because there are different criteria. I mean, we talk about NFL Today was groundbreaking. Your show, Primetime, you said it best, and you have to be maybe of a certain age to understand this. You had to watch NFL Primetime. There was no, you know, before Sunday Ticket and, and the internet. And all, you, if you were a football fan, you had to, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. You had to watch your show. And the way you guys did it was obviously tremendous. From a, a power standpoint, I think that's where Inside the NBA comes in. Mm -hmm. Charles has so much power. That show has power. Every player watches it. You know, I don't know, you know, with your show, it's different. I, you know, players probably weren't, maybe if they had a one o'clock game, we're watching prime time, but they're usually traveling. Pro you know, the, the Inside the NBA is, is a player's deal. Yours was strict. The NFL fan. Like I said, it sounds so simple to say it, but this was the truth. You had to watch it. There was no choice. Well, yeah. No, no matter That's where you got highlights. I would have watched it. Uh, the one thing I, I would say, and I'm finding out, well, I found out later on, obviously, is um, coaches watched it. Don, I, I may have relayed some of these stories to you before. Don Shula told me at an owner's meeting, late 80s, so we only started in 87. You know, I watch your show every week, like, why? Uh, I mean, I, I like football, which he does. He goes, I get some things out of it. I said, Coach, you have coaches film. He says, no, no. Let me tell you what I get out of it. Let's say it's a year that we, the Dolphins, are playing the NFC East, and we play them once every four years. And in about a month, I have the Giants, let's say, on my schedule. 
Now, your highlight is not, you know, but I will, um, I might get some tendencies. I'm not studying it, you know, replaying it, this and that, but I might get a couple tendencies by watching your Giants highlights four and three weeks before we play them and have my guys go look into this for me. Now, this is late 80s. Bill Belichick, I mean, just to name two names, but by the way, they, they're the two guys that won the most games in pro football. So the fact that they even watch, he goes, do you understand, Boomer? He goes, I was a, you know, let's say defensive coordinator, assistant coach, and all the games weren't won. The Giants, you know, unless it was an odd Monday night, all the, we always played at 1 o'clock. Right. We, with our kids, and maybe some of the other assistant coaches and their kids, and, of course, that's including Steve and Brian Belichick, who are coaching now, right, to put it back. We'd rush home and watch it as a family. And I'm going, really, Bill? Like, he didn't tell me that this year. I've known this for right. a long and, right. and so it, it was for more. And the players watched it, I think. Maybe not to the degree of, you know, the NBA the NBA today, um, yeah. you know, the NBA show with, with Charles and all those guys. <laughs> yeah. They watched it, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a big computer guy, if you're, you know, you, YouTube. Oh God, no. no. Okay. Cause I have to say, I will every now and again, I'll go for that nostalgia play. And there are, there are old prime times. I mean, full episodes on YouTube. Are there? There are. And you know, every now and again, I, I love going back to that era with like Natron means and, uh, Christian Okoye. That was like the wheelhouse I felt for prime time. And you know, for me with falling in love with the NFL, um, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Twitter and social media had fun not too long ago with an old primetime clip of you with doing Mike Allstott with all of the, you know, boom, boom, booms and, you know, noises. And, um, you know, it's it's great stuff. I'm, I'm glad at least there are some full episodes on YouTube. You could, you know, people can go check out if they if they want to. Well, you're in good hands with Allstott. You mean, right? <laughs> there you go. Um Last thing on this, and we'll, we'll talk about what's going on currently in the NFL. I know there were rumblings that the NFL network may have come after you. Did you ever entertain the thought of leaving? I mean, here, I mean, you've cut back, obviously. You're in this, uh, you know, sort of retirement, but you come out, you do Super Bowl. Did you even think about ever leaving ESPN, or did it never even get to sort of a negotiation stage? Well, that was not when... <laughs> It quote in 2017 was changing right. that. Well, specifically the NFL network. That that was that was I was never going to leave. In retrospect, with George Bodenheimer as president, although he's one of my and remains one of my great friends in life, um, the ESPN lifer. Uh, Steve Bornstein was head of NFL Network then, but they were never going to rate. Steve couldn't rate me. That was. Only if it went sideways, which in retrospect, it would not. Right. There were a couple of times, Jimmy, that, and not often, and, and it's funny you mentioned this today. I didn't know we were going to go this direction, but I have a funny story at the end of this because a song came on today that said, well, if he goes this way, I have a, I have a story to tell. I hadn't thought of this in a while. So there are a couple of times, but the, the real big one that's been written about, and that's way before, um, was 89. Now, ESPN was a different place. We only were one channel then, remember. So, NBC, and that was Dick Ebersole, um, uh, primarily, and Terry O'Neill was his uh, right-hand man. They 
put an offer out there that was, you know, times three or four, which, okay. Um, that took a while to get resolved. Um, I did tell Steve at the time, Bornstein, to look, this is not, but I, you got to get within a nine iron. I don't know what that <laughs> means because I don't want to go anywhere. Right. And he did, and we didn't. And my God, it's the greatest thing, greatest move I never made. Look, they, at the time, I was going to be the number two guy behind Bob Costas doing football. Well, football had just come to us. Okay. And you can make do it in a couple of years. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I'm so just job wise, forget money, this, yeah. and I'm not in it for that anyway. I mean, I started <laughs> at 16,000 bucks. Well, um, I'll just say this. Let me just say this. Everyone gets very funny about money, but here's the, uh, to me, if any, no matter what you do in life, I don't care what your occupation is. If someone comes after you and is offering you three to four times your salary, you're going to listen and entertain it. I don't care how happy you are at your job. I mean, right. you wouldn't be doing yourself fairly if you didn't investigate if they're offering you that much of a difference well it was and um uh and my late wife kathy and i uh, we had a, a let's see so that would have been 89 we had a three and a two-year-old so to your point there you go and, and there you go my god where is this coming it's over the it's coming over the mountain but um i, I remember music playing a role one of the things I thought was, um, uh, even in the press release, I said, it's a Brian Adams decision. This is not the story I was going to tell you. <laughs> it's straight from the heart, you know. Um, but it, it got out a little bit. I mean, that was not the point. I wasn't leveraging anything. And again, thank God. I mean, I'm, I've been here 43 years. I'm, But I got some beautiful letters because it took six months. I got some beautiful letters from viewers. And the song I heard today on the radio was Mr. Tamarine Man by Bob Dylan wrote it. The birds sang it. A letter that has stuck with me. I don't remember where this gentleman was from because it's the 80s. And he said, Boomer, don't let your boot heels be wandering. And whoa. <laughs> so that, that hit me on a lot of levels. Like this person, a stranger... Right. Uh, got me. At any rate, look, ESPN has been nothing more, nothing less than a dream come true. We get to do sports every day. You know, the networks compared to what we were doing, yeah, you're quote big time in 89 or 90s versus, but we were a rocket ship. The cable was, and, and yep. we were. And we get to do it every day. And we get to do every sport. We made, to your point, and then I'll, I'll get off this. We don't have the Super Bowl. ESPN's getting it in four years, right? ABC. Right. Yep. We're not doing the Super Bowl, but we're covering the week. We don't, you know, the NBA, the NHL, uh, uh, baseball. If you even if you don't have it, you're covering it. Yeah. So, where else would you really rather be? And I, the greatest move I never made. Yeah, I just have to ask for as the media nerd in me, I'm dying to know when NBC made you that offer in '89. Was was it to do play by play studio? What was the what was the gig going to be? Because they didn't have Sunday was, night, they didn't have Sunday night football. Then it was Sunday afternoon. No, and it's a good question. It wasn't completely laid out like Bob's okay. not going to do football for us, so you will do football, <laughs> but not next year or whatever. It wasn't completely figured. Here's one. <laughs> uh, again, I, this is a good. I hadn't thought of this in a while. I mean, I don't know where they were. It wasn't really for play by play, except 
they were not in the golf world of all things. And this wasn't me either mm. pushing it. They were going to do like eight events, not major. This is not like NBC now, or, you know, like we know with the Golf Channel and Tommy Roy and everything else. We're going to have, they're going to have some other golf events. And they were thinking about having those eight, let's say, maybe Fuzzy Zeller do color, even though he was still playing. And he and I were friends. And you would be good doing that. Like, so, but it's so, you know, in, in retrospect, it sounds like an easy decision not to give up what, and at that point, I was still on Sports Center every night and right. having a blast doing it. And so it wasn't late. I'm probably forgetting details. It is 89, Jimmy. I'm old, you know, yeah. so I forget things. Um, I get it because I, yeah, I'm trying to put the pieces in my head together. So, um, um it would have been, yeah. I mean, listen, it all worked out for them. So I, I always love when, you know, that would someone leave? Why would they leave? If you know what's on the table, you know, if if they're all, it's you know, back then, like I said, it was Sunday afternoon, so maybe not as sexy as if they had Sunday night. You know, it's a whole different. So that's what I'm interested. In, uh, why it interests me? Well, it's like Yogi, so, the late Yogi would say, when you get to a fork in the road, take it. Exactly. Well, that doesn't solve. That doesn't right. solve the problem. So right, exactly. you always wonder how your life might have changed, right? I'm sure yours too. If I had, yeah, it doesn't have to be professionally. It could be marriage. Could be different college. It could be anything. Um, you wonder how it would have been just out of interest. Viewing I, it twenty thousand feet. Huh? I I started at Sports Illustrated in two thousand, and I had le I left for a three year period to go to Fox Sports's website, and I always think about what if I didn't, what if I didn't, because. Now I'm back here and it turned out to be the wrong move, but you know, that's life. You go through it and deal with it. Well, Sports Illustrated also still mm. for our generation carries. Mm. My mom worked as a researcher for Time magazine for 25, 30 years. So oh, wow. we had Sports Illustrated in our house yeah. before I could read. You know? Yeah. It was yeah. on the table. I appreciate that. Um let's get to some current NFL. Well, you're gonna do the post game of the Super Bowl. Um I'm sure you wanted Bills Niners when the playoffs started. <laughs> well, at some point we'll get it. <clears throat> at some point you'll get it. Um, although I have to say, I mean, let, let's touch on this because no one knows the Bills better than you circling the wagons. I still, I mean, we're two weeks, three weeks out from that game. I still can't figure out what happened to Buffalo in that game. It felt like they weren't there. It was bizarre. There was something uh -huh. off and it wasn't just... It wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not talking about just the play. Like it just, it, they never seemed like they were there that day. It was, it was a very bizarre performance, I thought. Yes. Um, <laughs> first thing to say properly, and I will, is that the Bengals from play one to play 100 were better. Yeah. Um, but knowing the Bills like I do and knowing that city, uh, Western New York, like I do, and this wasn't told to me, um, but if you... These are human beings playing all these games and doing these shows and, and doing other things. I wondered, going into that game, all right, Buffalo, with DeMar Hamlin, thank God the news is, it's easy for us to say it's not good yet, but it's right. compared to what we don't have to go through. I mean, compared to what it could be, it's unbelievable. That week was the most normal they had had with him, obviously. He was there. They could see it was going to be okay, easy for us to say. Um, so you say, okay, now they're ready to go. Well, let's start from there. Three weeks of, of 
their brother, if you will, um, say no more, right? I mean, that that's right. real and you don't sleep and you don't, although you're concentrating and you're playing and you have a job and everything else. So two six-foot snowstorms where I'm a player. I'm not a player. <laughs> I have a baby and a, and a wife and we lost all lost power one night. We have it now. All of a sudden, they're plowing us out. We're going to Detroit. Are they going to be okay? Yes, they're going to be okay. But they're not. Sure. It's just sounds like a huge excuse, all right? But two six-foot snowstorms um, from November on, you know, uh, before Thanksgiving. Uh, the shooting in the supermarket in the summer. It's just a very big deal in that community in August, I think. So it's not that nobody else has this, and there are others. I wondered, and I wondered, well, certainly after DeMar Hamlin, how much gas to get to this point? I don't mean the Bengal game, even the week before with Miami. What they won, but they weren't great, but they won, right? Um, how much gas did they have to use to get to this point and how much is left? It, it, you asked me the Buffalo side. Yeah. Anyone from Cincinnati seeing this, they why well, he poo-poo. No, <clears throat> the Bengals were outstanding. But yeah, the issue isn't that the Bengals beat the Bills. It was that the Bills just seemed like just lethargic and not there was no intensity, playoff intensity. And it's funny, I had heard someone I I forgot who because it was three weeks ago. It was one of the NFL experts who I trust. I heard him on a talk show, maybe on a, saying, and this was going into the New England game. It was the first game after the Monday night game against Cincinnati mm-hmm. with the Demar Hamlin uh, situation, and he said the Bills are exhausted. The Bills players are exhausted. They've been, they barely slept because they were, you know, and it was all of us. Were, imagine us. We were waiting two, three days for, for the positive word on DeMar Hamlin. Those players, his teammates, like you said, his brother, I'm sure they didn't sleep a wink for two or three nights. So going into that Patriot game, one of the, one of the you know, experts, quote unquote, said the players are exhausted. I figured by the time, though, two, three weeks later when the playoff game, Cincinnati, when that rolls around. But, I, you know, you're, you're probably right. It prob- the whole thing just took a toll that they were probably never able to sort of get out of. A couple of players quoted after and weren't using it as an excuse. It was not. Right. I think individually were asked and said, I don't know what it was. I, they never said we. They, I read a couple quotes. I just didn't. I tried my best. I just didn't have it today. So not going, oh, look at everything we've been through, because everybody goes through some things. But it was just and since, by the way, that Cincinnati team is outstanding. So you need more gas than usual to beat them. I mean, they struggled with New England, not that they're supposed to walk (laughs) over them. The bills that we saw obliterate, uh, you know, the Rams, the Super Bowl champ on the opening Thursday night where no road team ever wins in the home of the Super Bowl. Nobody. And the next week, they clobber Tennessee. Right? So it's almost impossible to sustain that anyway, from September mm. brilliance to January, same thing. But the season took a toll on a lot of people. Yeah. And and you can't quantify it. It's not yeah. like he missed the block because of that. Or right, right. It, it, it just – and the Bengals were really good, too. So yeah, there's, there's and your not- other team, your other team, the Niners. I mean, that 
you know, I, I tweeted Sunday morning that I was so pumped up for those two games because it, it was the four best teams. The cream rose to the top. Here we go. Let's do it. You had a great story there with Purdy. The game's in Philly with those fans or animals. And I mean that in a positive way. So you're there for the atmosphere. And then after the first quarter, it's not a real game. It, it was such a bummer. Such a, I mean, the, the Niners played with no quarterback for three quarters. I, the whole thing was just a disaster on so many levels. Which is, which is nobody's fault. Obviously. Right, nobody's fault at all. I mean, even if, it, well, what I said on primetime was they, it's like they had to play the single wing. Yeah. Now in the 40s, you know, they, and I, so Kittle said after the game, well, we had about 15 plays, different running plays. That include maybe one to him, two to Debo. Right. You're not, and you're, yeah, it's like a boxer going with one hand tied behind his back. That again, you feel bad. Well, so Philly did. No, Philly did what they were supposed to do. It was pass rush, erratic, that ended up inadvertently knocking Purdy out of the game. We'll never know what would have happened. You, you, the only thing in the game wise, you wonder, because Philly wasn't for them great, although they won 31 to 7. So, right, sounds right. stupid saying that. Um, right. They had, when the Niners got the ball down 14-7 with a minute 20, whatever it was, I think they had a pretty decent kick return to the 33, or I mean, I'm going off the top of my head. Booger and I said, I wonder if, if they're going to not kneel, but just run. Right. Or they try something to maybe get a long field goal. Uh, it's not that cold, and maybe Robbie Gold can hit a 50-yarder, and it's 14-10. And they yeah. threw a pass and was complete on the first play, Josh Johnson, right? Oh. And then, of course, the very next play, here's the fumble, the, 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 the shotgun, and Philly, yeah. and 21-7, yeah. it's over. So it was already, in retrospect, over. Yeah. But 14, and I'm not saying they're going to get a field goal. So let's say it's 14 7. Then they, I think they got the ball in the second half. I don't remember. Um, I, with Josh Johnson down by seven. And if it stays 14 7, that Niner defense is stout as hell. Right. And maybe here's a fumble, but at 21 7. And then Hertz took over running five or six plays on that drive. And I wonder. Whether that was to show not only him that you can do it and take a hit, of course yeah. you can. Well, even I mean, whoever they're going to play in the Super Bowl, that you better watch this. He may not be a hundred percent by his own words, but he's good enough for that. But it, it, here's the thing, and the only thing I've heard is, and they will probably go back, Jimmy, to to dress the emergency quarterback who can only go in if those two quarterbacks never get in again. Right, right, like, right. Are they going to win with the fifth? No, they're not going to anyway. Except it would have been here's a pass to Kittle of eleven yards. Well, that's the point. What they 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 were not able to attempt a forward pass in the second half. I mean, I think Purdy came back in. I think he threw two passes that were in the in the air for two yards. So that to me, I mean, they they even I mean, they weren't going to score. They weren't going to come back and win. But they had it at twenty one seven which is not insurmountable. It was insurmountable at that point, but they had a 21-7 with three minutes left in the third quarter. We're about to get the ball back, and then they got that terrible roughing the kicker, which should have been five yards. The refs, yeah. of course, screwed up. Shocker, 15 yards. Eagles get the ball, and then, you know, forget it. So they were even, I mean, the fact that it was only 21-7, three minutes left in the third quarter, about to get, the, I mean, that was even stunning. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Let me ask you this before we, I want to, I'm just curious. Obviously for so many years, the Swami Friday nights, the pay now tell, well, let me start with this. I was like, I, I just, just came to my head. I mean, we're in a whole new world now than when you did the Swami, because now we have legalized gambling. Mm-hmm. The NFL is in bed with every legalized gambling company. There's lines on the, the pregame shows that everything now Roger still doesn't want, he doesn't want NFL media out there saying, Give me the Chiefs minus one. You know, he doesn't want Joe Buck and Kevin, Kevin Burkhart saying, oh, the total's 54. But this cat's out of the bag in a, in, in a way that it wasn't with the Swami, where you had to just give the score and we knew, us degenerates knew what you meant. So d- is there a party that's a little pissed that you're not doing the Swami in this era when it's a little more, not when it's less taboo? Um, no, actually, I wish it wasn't all this... I have my long opinions about, I don't know that everyone should be this in bed and I'll leave it at that. All right. You right. probably agree. Uh, but that well, being said, the cat's mm-hmm. out of the bag anyway, right? Whether, right. whether the league is, is doing ads or all the leagues or not. Uh, no, I, 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 as I look back at it, that's a really good question, Jimmy, because I've thought about it, you know, cause I haven't done the Swami since my, since I stepped back. So the last right. year of the Swam was what? 16. Right. Um, by the way, the final pick ever made by the Swami. Yes. Now I didn't have this path. Correct. Nobody did. I had new England by six over Atlanta in the super bowl. Uh-oh. Now, of course I didn't say, yeah, they're going to be down by 28 to three. And they're going to go to overtime. And it, but the final pick ever, I, I don't remember the score was new England by six over Atlanta. So I, I for that, it was better to have a walk off Homer, if you, you- will. Right, or or yeah. touchdown 
I I almost enjoyed a lot because of course I had to do with the whole Swami career and et cetera. The wink wink, right? A little bit of it. It's going to be a lot closer than expected, or they're going to win pretty big. And I always had scores that were at least three off of the spread. Of course, you tape it Friday and could move a little, but you get right. the gist. Uh, I kind of liked, and I never worried about over under. Like some of my scores were three to two. You know, <laughs> when, the, when the Rams were playing Brett Favre, I think I had 78, 75. I mean, just right. because it's having fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, you think it's an over? No, I, I just mm-hmm. think it's going to be offensive. Okay. Right. But I, I, I like that we did it then that way. I, yeah. I, Al, Al Michaels always says cheeky. Che- he wants to keep it cheeky. When yeah, he's referencing I, that's very good. Yeah. I, I, he was great on, you know, mm-hmm. and they're down to the ten, and this might be of interest to some. Um, yeah. but we. Yeah, I it, I liked it the way I was doing it. No, I don't miss doing it now because no one – here's what's interesting, Jimmy. Mm. No one really – yeah, and it was really letters. And I'm not going back to the 80s, but even, even early, like, oh, you told me this would win and I'm annoyed at you. I got very little at that. Right. Very little because it's I'm doing my best. But no one's saying that. <laughs> well, because yours was, I think, because you did it in more of a fun way than getting a gambling segment. You know, you weren't doing the Jimmy, the, you know, when Jimmy the Greek did it, that was like, you know, you look, you're thinking, okay, this guy's, you know, in the hallways with the getting backdoor information. And you did it. It was a fun entertainment bit with a little gambling mixed in. Yeah, I, I did a little more backdoor discussions than people know, but I wasn't getting the assistant trainer to tell me on Friday morning. Of course, Friday morning, it, it, you don't know if a guy's going to play anyway, right? right. So uh, there was none of that. But it, it, I, you know, and I have my teams. I mean, so yeah. there were certain years that my teams didn't do well. Uh, it's like the proverbial foot in the bucket. But we had we had more good seasons than, 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 quote, bad seasons. And it was fun making five picks and rooting in the room to go three and two every week. Right. Now, now betting on the Super Bowl is, you know, Americana. It's American pie and fireworks. We got the Eagles minus one and a half against the Chiefs. If Chris Berman were to make a legalized wager, where would he go uh, on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, as we speak, and we should tell your viewers and yeah. listeners, it's what, Tuesday. So we yeah. we don't know that, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes, his ankle's worse. I mean, we don't think so. So we have to take that into consideration, although to try to predict what that will be 12 days from when you yeah. and I are almost to is almost impossible. Well, there's no spread. You're, the, the beauty is you get to pick a winner, really. I mean, they could, you know, the, the Philly could win by one and you don't. It could be a two-point spread, but it's, it's not going very much farther than that, I don't believe, right. as we speak. Right. Um. I would lean to the Chiefs as we speak, but but that's not a – again. Now, actually, here we are assuming Mahomes is fine and Kelsey looked fine. They ended the game with one receiver who, yeah. you, who, who you know about. I mean, Tony was hurt and, and – um, Juju. Uh, Machusta was hurt. And Sky Moore was used as a mm. punt returner. They used three punt returners in that game. Uh, he fumbled like three times earlier this year. Well, he had the big return that we all saw in that final minute. He had another one earlier. Uh, so 
do they have receivers? Do they, but what I, it's hard to say who will have a better game. The Philly front wall, which is, you know, Reddick and, and my God, they play seven or eight deep, including Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, two guys drafted by Andy Reid when he was there. Like Andy still has three players on the Eagles. The third being Jason Kelsey, who are big contributors, right? Yep. He yep. That's a, I'm digressing. So I think I would, I would, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, is special. We all know that. I would lean to the Chiefs, but that's far from a, oh, my God, why are we even looking at this game? The Eagles had a walk over San Francisco. They're not that good. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. 38-7 and 31-7. I don't care what you say. We put this up on the show. I don't know if you saw it, which was interesting. And I may get this wrong. There are only five teams that won the, the division and the, and the championship game by, what was it, 17 or more? I don't have the graphic in front of me. And they were some of the most legendary teams. They were the 89 Niners. They were the 85 Bears who shut everybody out of the <laughs> NFC and then 46-10. They were the, oh, the 62 Packers who went 13-1 and and beat the Giants at Yankee Stadium. So, and I think it was the 88 Niners, which they, they, they were not, well, they were the 49ers, they were Joe Montana, and, and I'm forgetting one other, or maybe – no, maybe the Eagles were the and will they. So I, I never thought to look at that. Yeah. If you're an Eagle fan, you kind of like what that looks like. I just Oh, if you're if you're an Eagle fan, you better realize Patrick Mahomes isn't Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy slash Josh Johnson slash Christian McCaffrey. They know, they know that. <laughs> they, they know, but they're gonna have a good yeah. time thinking that 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 he is. That's right? true. That's they're true. gonna have a good time out in Arizona. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We've talked about prime time. We've talked about the Swami. Obviously, another thing you're known for were the nicknames, which I'm sure you're sick of talking about. But here's my question. Have you ever had an athlete come up to you, reach out to you that didn't like their nickname, their Chris Berman nickname? Very few. Uh, because that's a good question, too. It's a funny story. Um, so 80s. In 90s, when I was doing the baseball all the time on the, either the games or at Sports Center at night, and I did 10 Sports Centers a week, blah, 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 as we all did, they kind of liked the little notoriety. You know, none of them were derogatory. That's important to know. Right. Nothing was, you know, Mike Witt, Mike Dim Witt. Uh -huh. No, mm -hmm. I would never use that, you know. So Kevin Bass, a good guy, really good guy, at the time, you know, Houston was an all he played a long time, all star outfielder with Houston. He came up and goes, you know, Chris, I, I'm not, I don't know if I love the nickname because um, he was largemouth bass. And I said, well, I, I don't mean anything. He goes, I know you don't. He was very nice. I know you don't mean anything wrong by it, but it makes me sound like a big mouth or a complainer. And I, you know, I thought for five, 10 seconds, not to be flipping at all. I went, well, all right, let me ask you this. How small mouth bass? He goes, go with it. And so, uh, <laughs> so, so, so we went with it. Um, yeah. uh, so not many because it was all in fun and never at their expense. Yeah. I meant it more as like, did someone maybe say like, Oh, I, mine should be more fun or more creepy, you know, not, not right. that they were mad about it, you know? Well, George <laughs> Brett came up. I mean, that story has been written. George and I remain great friends. 
Early 80s. How come we don't have more nicknames? Well, I, the Royals. I, George, are you kidding? I, I don't know. I mean, well, what's my? I said, well, George, you were already George Brett before I got on TV. I'm not calling <laughs> you like Wonder Brett. Like it's, we're Johnny Bench. They were already Johnny Bench. I mean, Johnny Bench is a layup nickname, right? Like you right. could come up with 18. Um, not doing that. So it, it, it was kind of like a blank canvas, but it, you were grandfathered in almost like an NHL player who uh, was playing without the helmet, Jimmy. A- They're already playing. They get, they get to keep the helmet off. And did some players have two nicknames? Because I, I think I when I talked about watching some old prime times, like I said, I love that era with Natron Means. And I always thought it was Natron Means Business. Yes. But then I think you had another one for him because I remember watching it. And now I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, it was really Nate because you could, it was on the delivery too because he bowled yeah. guys over as you remember. Natron yeah. Means Business. Now, yeah. the ones that had more than one nickname, there were a couple in baseball. It was perfect. That Mike Felder, remember him as he was an outfielder with the Brewers mm-hmm. and a few others. Well, depending on what position he played, he was left, center, or right Felder. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then the, the classic Jim Gott had four nicknames: pitcher, Pirates, and others. Jim got the win. Jim got the save. Jim got the loss. Jim got no decision. So he he had four. Yeah. Uh, the, the football one. Oh, I'll tell you one. So Eric Bieniemy, it's still obviously in the news. Great one, and a great person. Chargers, uh, Chargers, mm-hmm. Niners, that Super Bowl, media day. We're laughing and this and that. I love my nickname, sleeping with Bieniemy. Then he goes, "My wife's not too fun." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, "All right, tell her it's yeah. you know I'm not implying a thing. She knows, but I thought that was funny." My all-time favorite will always be Burt B. Home by Eleven. You know why? Every wow. parent said it. Every kid heard it. You don't right. have to know he was a pitcher yeah. for the Twins or the Pirates. You don't have to know he had a curveball. You don't have to know he won a lot of games. You yeah. just be home by 11. Okay, Dad. You know. Uh, Do you ever, you know, I'm just thinking, because when we talk about Natron Means and you talked about how he has those powerful bursting runs. And now, I don't know if you watch Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt, who's a friend of mine, does the angry runs and he's incorporated a lot of the sounds and we see a lot of people incorporate the sounds and i feel like they're all doing it sort of as an homage to you in a way um do you, when you see that do you think yeah that's you know it needs some noise there let's get some noise going on that run uh, yeah <laughs> if they are doing it as an homage i, I love it but i don't yeah. i don't look i don't have a pat i didn't patent it so <laughs> right right so mm-hmm. it's descriptive and yeah when when doing highlights, Jimmy, whether it's Kyle, me, or anybody, and I try to tell our youngsters, our youngsters, you know, when words and pictures are match, it's one plus one equals three. So if you want to go and there's Natron means business or Mike, you know, good hands with all stock. Well, you're watching. You don't look in the camera and say you do it while he's on the three yard line trying to score a touchdown, and it's. Same with the whoop. I mean, that's 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 Barry Sanders, by the way. I mean, that's right. but it's really the Three Stooges. Did you yeah. know that? Yes, Think Larry Moe Curley. Sure, sure. Right. So, yeah. uh, um, so <laughs> give me know, is there a, give me a player today? I mean, you do pr- you do prime time on and prime time plus, but who's the player today you love calling a highlight for? Who gives you the sounds? Who you? You know who you get excited for gives you a good run, gives you a good chance to beat Chris Berman that we know with with the highlight. 
Well, it's a lot easier with the quarterbacks than it ever was, obviously. I mean, you can take a half dozen. Mahomes is one of them, but Josh Allen, Lamar, Jackson, when he's healthy, we're seeing it from Jalen Hurts. I mean, and I'm leaving a couple out because they're going to throw whoop, that Kyler Murray, that extra yeah. point that took about 30, <laughs> the fastest uh, the fastest three minutes of extra point, two-point conversion. I mean, it, so – the mobile quarterbacks all give you a chance to do it because they're not even – maybe they're not throwing it right then either. They're making a move to buy another five to ten seconds. So that that's – so it won Josh Allen maybe because, again, yeah. Buffalo. But yeah. but any one of those that I just mentioned, and, and with apologies to a couple I might have left out, it, yeah. it's a different game behind the center, obviously. Yeah. Last thing that has nothing to do with sports. You, you mentioned it earlier in this podcast. You've always been, you've always loved music. We've seen you throughout the years. I've seen you on stage with Huey Lewis and uh, the Eagles and all and all that. Um, are you now? There's an ongoing joke in sports media that every sports media white male over like you know forty is obsessed with Bruce Springsteen. I'm not a Bruce guy, and then I people on Twitter I get nasty re- responses when I say that. Are you a Bruce guy like everyone else? I don't know Bruce personally. I did see him a long time ago before he might. I don't even know if he had Rosalita out at that time. So, but look, I, I got to be great friends with Huey Lewis, the Bay Area, and he had me on stage 15 times or whatever. And, and I can sing okay. I mean, uh, for one song, you know, it, and it's a song he didn't sing unless I was there walking on a thin line. It was an add on. Nobody wants to hear Chris Berman sing The Power of Love, okay? So, for good reason. And it was usually an encore where people had had a few already, right? So, hey, it's great. Now, get off. Um, Glenn Fry became a really good friend. Bob Seger is a very good friend. I'm not name dropping. The ones who are sports fans, um, I got to know. And those were among my favorites. I mean, I could mention about 20 more. But Bruce, give me, give me an artist you never saw in concert who you wish you would have seen. Dead or alive, doesn't matter. None of the Beatles. Well, I mean, the Beatles, I mean... You know, they, they, they'd be hard to, but I've never seen Paul or Ringo. Um, You've never seen Paul. I'm surprised by that. No, no. Um, I know. I saw, I saw a Billy Joel concert. It was the last concert ever at Chase Stadium. And Paul was a surprise and did two numbers. Can I count that as saying I saw Paul McCartney yes. in concert? Okay. Yes. That, okay. It, yes. That's it. You're in. Hold all calls. You have a winner. Um, I'll take it. I'm trying to think, well, the Beatles, that's as big. I, yeah. I've seen most everyone else. I, I do yeah. want to throw one thing out to you before we go. go ahead. Yeah. Super Bowl. So it's people that people yeah. can think about this. The previous two games in this building, which they hate when I call it the big toaster, by the way, because it, it looks like a toaster, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, it does. Put the English muffins in and, and we're, we're on, right? <laughs> the two Super Bowls, Jimmy, in this building, were the obviously the Patriots going 18 and 0 for and 19 and 0 except for the last minute. Say no more. And the game that changed the paths of two teams last decade by New England Malcolm Butler picking off the Seahawks at the one had Seattle won two in a row for them. Maybe they have a chance for three in a row because that defense stays together. And all of a sudden New England Three unbelievably tough losses go from three and zero to three and three. Oh, they can't win the big one. I'm not saying they right. can't. So, the two games in there were seminal moments for yeah. for not only I mean for football history. So, with two number one seeds, 
Maybe we get one of those. I mean, the easy thing is, oh, Mahomes shows how. But maybe it's an unbelievable game that Philly and Jalen Hurts knock them off. But it's one of those. So we're, we're set. The stage is set in this building for something great. I would be shocked if we don't have a one-score game in the fourth quarter. I, I think they're just they're very evenly matched. I think the Mahomes ankle is a factor. You know, I'm a little bit skeptical with the refs. The refs always come in and seem to make their presence known when we don't need it. But I'd be I'd be surprised if, you know, this is not super competitive in the fourth quarter. I agree. Um, I completely- and that's all you want. And that's all you want. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah. At least, no, but yeah, we got quarterback. The starting quarterbacks are are playing. You know, as opposed to the championship, this this should be this should be great. One score either way, and it might be uh, a sack by Reddick or those guys, or Chris yeah. Jones, or them yeah. that changes it. And it's not the quarterbacks, you know. But yeah. in the end. This is going to be a great game. I, I I I feel good about it. We don't get the number one seeds all the time. Right. No, I agree 100%. 100%. And everyone can watch Chris after the Super Bowl. Chris Berman on NFL Primetime on ESPN with Booger McFarlane and a cast of characters, I guess. No, you have all the reporters. Steve, Steve Young. It's Steve Young. Right. And then you get all the reporters on, right? You'll have like Schefter and all them. And, and obviously interviews with the players after the game. So... Uh, ESPN, ESPN Plus for post-game of the Super Bowl after Eagles Chiefs, anchored by the legendary Chris Berman. Chris, appreciate it. Enjoy uh, the Super Bowl in Arizona and the toaster, and we'll uh, hopefully talk to you down the road. All right, Jimmy. Thanks for being patient today. I'm a 20th century guy, not 21st. You just learned that. Although you've edited this show beautifully. Yes. No one will know about the Zone problems. Don't worry about <laughs> it. All right. Take it easy. Take care of yourself. Happy thanks. Super Bowl. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, joining me now for our weekly train of thoughts segment from WFAN Radio in New York, SNY TV in New York, my buddy Salicata Sal. How's it going? Great. How are you? Well, I just finished a few minutes ago taping an interview with Chris Berman for this podcast. And oh, I had a few minutes in between. So, of course, what do I do? I go on Twitter and I'm scrolling through and I see a picture of you and you've got glasses on. When did you get glasses? Oh my God, my eyes are shot. I have, I have reading glasses, really. Or like when I'm at work for when I'm writing the TV show, I need glasses for the computer. It helps me out. So, yeah, it's been a couple months. And how's that treating you? <laughs> uh, I'm getting old and it sucks. Why, I, why, I only, glasses, why glasses over contacts? Oh God, I would never get contacts. And I don't need them. I don't oh, need them all right. the time. Yeah, so it's just for, I think, short uh, you know, <laughs> stuff right in front of me. I'm having a hard time seeing as I get older. But I only tweeted that pic so I could show the Islanders jersey to, you know, upset people. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, no, I, I mean, it will, I, people, I mean, people I get upset I, because of Islanders stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. There was a whole, well, there's it, a whole <laughs> story to it, but you don't need to yeah. get into it. I've had glasses since college, so it's not just for old people. Really? And why haven't you gotten contacts? I don't do well with eye touching my eyes. That would just gross yeah. me out. Ever thought about know. surgery or anything? I did. I did way back when, but I don't know. I glasses. My glasses don't bother me, so right. I, I never really like you know. I will say I'd prefer now that I have to wear them at times. I'd prefer to either have it all or nothing. Like it's annoying. Oh, yeah, that's a pain in the ass with the on and yeah. off, on and off. Yeah, yeah and you got to bring them with you or whatever. I only really use them specifically at work, but I probably should be using them other areas as well, but that's it. Got it. All right, how to get that <laughs> um, taken care of. What did uh, – I, I, I thought Sunday was such a huge disappointment. I was so well, pumped up. The first game because, was unwatchable. Be, and then because the second of game, territory or what? Well, that was – I mean, Gene – Gene, what do you think, Gene? Gene, <laughs> let's go to you, Gene. I mean, it, it became, I mean, it, I, the fourth quarter was a complete debacle in that game. You've been talking about this for <laughs> years. I know. And I know we've been talking about this on the pod for a while, but you specifically have been talking about how useless it is for years. And it was unbelievably overbearing during the championship game. They it's don't like need to come stop. on and tell us what we're seeing. They need to come on and right. explain a rule we may not understand. And don't come on if you're just, like, Pereira just, I mean, if a referee pulled out a gun and shot someone, Pereira would go, well, it was justifiable. I, You know, it was probably self-defense. He's all right. Like, the Eagle guy pushes the Niner guy into the kicker, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's a clear 15-yard. No, it's not. You could say the ref messed up. It's not. It, it's okay. What did Olsen say on that? Your boy Olsen. Did he get on him? Well, you could tell. No, Burkhardt and Olsen clearly thought it should have been the five instead of the 15. And they sort of gave Pereira the chance to say that. But, of course, he doesn't. He has to defend. There were two issues with Sunday. 
Pereira just gets on there, and no matter what the ref says, does, the refs are right. It's terrible. Steratoy, he actually said the refs got a call wrong with the holding. The problem with the Steratoy, which wasn't Steratoy's fault, is that Nancy Romo went to him on every single play in the fourth quarter. It became unwatchable. Right. It was like a three-man booth. Nobody right. wants to hear what Gene Steratoy has to say unless it is a game-changing play that we don't know what is happening. We need a ref's view to let us know what is going on, which, by the way, now with all the different angles, we don't need it. We know what it is. There was that one play where Burrow hit the ground, and five hours after he hit the ground, the ball came out. Nobody in America thought it was a fumble or close to a fumble. They're like, Gene, what do you think? Well, I know what Gene thinks. Gene thinks it wasn't a fumble because if you have functioning eyesight, it's not a fumble. I mean, it, right. it, it was clear. Like, Even I could it, see that without my glasses on. We all knew what the case was. <sighs> God. It, see, I feel like Fox, like Burkhart and Olsen, they go to Pereira sparingly at least. So for the Super Bowl... It shouldn't be that bad. But again, you know, if, <clears throat> excuse me, if like Darius Slay takes out a baseball bat and whacks Travis Kelsey with it and the refs don't call a flag, probably like, yeah, there shouldn't be a flag on that play. So what's the point did, in having him? I don't know. Did you get any shit for the amount of tweets that you were sending out about that? I mean, obviously you're somebody who's in the media, so you have, have a ton of friends in the media or uh, connects in the media. And you I mean, were I, sent away. Like, I only sent like three or four tweets. Is that all? Oh, no, but they were, they were prime time. Boom, boom, boom. Well, let that Head be a lesson the- to let that be a lesson to everyone. Quality of a quantity. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get some kind of pushback, no? No, I didn't get any pushback. Huh? I mean, no, I'll tell you where I got pushback. I didn't get any pushback on the stereotype stuff. None. I mean, you get I, maybe there were like one or two people who were like, you're beating a dead horse or enough. Right. Maybe right. one or two. Where I got pushback was from Eagles fans trying to tell me that the Eagles Niners game was a real game. Oh, God. If yeah. a team play, is playing without a quarterback for three quarters, it's not a real game. No. And again, no one listens. Like, here's the thing. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. The Eagles should be in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are a very good team. I take nothing away from the Eagles. This has nothing to do with the Eagles. This has absolutely nothing to do with the Eagles. The Niners played three quarters of the game where they were not able to throw a pass. That's not a real right. game. Right. We got robbed of the but, NFC Championship game. There's no way to, to, to dispute Because Phil that. Sims went on CBS and says the, that the Eagles won the game in the trenches. Phil, it wasn't a real game. The Niners couldn't use their playbook. Now, easy on Phil, will you? I love Phil well, Sims. I saw that tweet, too, taking him out. Well, the Eagles won the game in the trenches. No, the Eagles won the game because the Niners at one point were playing Christian McCaffrey quarterback. <laughs> they couldn't throw the— <laughs> If you can't throw a pass, it's you're. what do you expect— they couldn't get no, a first it was, down. It, once that happened with Purdy coming out, the game was over. Right. We we knew it. So you're right. It was just non. It felt like it was going to be non-competitive, and it was after that. Now I do think the then we got to the Bengals game, which I thought that, was a great game. It was a great game, but I don't like a game that's determined by a penalty. And the penalty was legit. He hit him out of bounds late. There's you ha- that call will always. Th- there's never going to be an instance where that flag's not thrown. So it was a legitimate call. I feel terrible for the Bengals player, but that decided the game because a couple of things. Everyone's all hot and bothered and worked up about the play where the Chiefs ran the play. The ref said mm-hmm. we blew the whistle. But that's one case where the dopey refs got it right. The clock didn't stop when it was supposed to stop. The referee's running in, blowing the whistle. Nobody hears it sees him. He was stopping. They got that right. And here's the thing. The Chiefs didn't score on that drive. The Chiefs ended up punting. 
So the, it didn't right. affect the game. The outcome of the game wasn't affected. The outcome of the game was affected on the late hit out of bounds, which again was the right call. But if he doesn't hit him out of bounds there, they have the ball like the the Chiefs have the ball like the forty two. Probably going overtime. We they got to run one. The they get they got to run. They get to they. I think they were maybe thirteen seconds, so they're going to run another player two maybe or something like that. And you could have a fumble, an interception, a holding penalty, an offside. Anything could have pushed him out of field goal range. So that's why I say that penalty laid hit out of bounds determine the game right and I but don't like I'm that, that ruins it. the game for me see i thought it was a fantastic game i'm not gonna let that penalty ruin it for me the great back and forth it wasn't like the bills chiefs game which i thought was overrated where there's zero defense i like when teams actually get stops and guys have to I agree. Punt. and how about the, the mahomes play <laughs> to then get that penalty like the fact that he right. took off to run for that on the ankle my God, what great drama. What a giving it goosebumps. What a great play. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the penalty clearly aided the Chiefs in winning the game. But to me, it was bigger than that. And I try not to let that uh, look. It did mar the ending. There's no way That's to fair. Right. look at it otherwise. But that was a fantastic play by Mahomes that caused that um, penalty to even happen. What I'm a little tired of, <clears throat> I guess it's what's gotten annoying for me is. Every single player is either like disrespected or they like the Chiefs, they counted us out. Who counted out the Chiefs? People may have said, like, oh, we don't know what the Chiefs are going to do because of Mahomes' ankle. Nobody right. counted out the Chiefs. The, the Bengals with the Burrowhead stuff. I mean, well, the idiot mayor, well, right. <clears throat> These people don't understand that you should lay low. Right. And not well, everyone's right. disrespected. It, no one's disrespecting the, the, the Chiefs. But the but whenever you hear one thing, you're going to use that as fuel and make it like it's a million people. I don't think right. that there are a lot of people that think Patrick Mahomes is washed up or Burrow's better. But the talk, certainly from Cincinnati, Burrow had this, Burrow had that. Oh, and there was talk around the league. Hey, Mahomes has to win this game because Joe Burrow's on the verge of becoming right. the golden boy of the NFL after what they did to Buffalo. So it wasn't <clears throat> you or but, I necessarily, but a lot of people right. were kind of disrespecting. My team. point is, I can't take someone seriously saying that because it's just so dumb. Right. Like Mahomes has to win this because Burrow's coming up. What is but Joe Burrow hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, so can we relax? Right, but it would have been another loss at home to the same quarterback right. and same team. Like, right. it would have just knocked Mahomes down a peg. He didn't have to win the game, of course. He's still a great quarterback. But, like, it would have, it would have been, wow, there's a new sheriff in town. And Mahomes I guess what I don't like, too, is – and listen, this is the world – this is the sports world we live in now. I mean, listen, you do a radio show. This is sort of your bread and butter. I mean, I, I probably do it. I don't like that, like, we have to have, like, declarative judgment. Like <sighs> – can we like we don't have to judge Patrick Mahomes' career right now? He's probably going right. to play another ten years if he's Brady twenty. Like we don't have to make a judgment because already it started. If he wins another one, he's chasing Brady. Can right. we relax with chasing Brady two versus seven? I mean, he's not right. chasing Brady until he gets to like five. Right. Uh, you know who's better, Mahomes or Burrow? Why does this have to be determined now? Like, can we just enjoy what they're doing now? No, everything's got to be who's the best, who's chasing, who's the you know, like they're, they're the two best quarterbacks in the game. Nothing else needs to be said. I agree. I don't. I mean, I think you could have a, a conversation about it, which one you'd rather have right now potentially. But I don't get caught up in that because we're living through it. I've never been right. a fan of discussing that. Just let's watch it and see how it played out. And obviously, on that day. Mahomes, as great as Burrow is, and everybody loves him, Mahomes was the oh. superstar of the game. But has, but he's but he always has been for the last. Right, three, I know, four. but, like, but nothing's changed with the injury. I think yeah. the injury takes That's it to fair. another level. 
I agree. I agree. Because, well, it was interesting because, you know, when he got hurt in the Jacksonville game, was it Jacksonville? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking to myself, I said all week, I may even discuss this with you at some point, you know, because everyone, you know, people tech, who are you betting? I'm like, I'm nervous because of the, I don't, what I, I said to every per person, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to know how Mahomes is until the game starts. I can't. Right. Now, I texted a couple of players I know, ex players, they all said, he, there's zero chance he's going to be close to 100%. Then Saturday, Sunday, he's fine. He's not limping. He's there. Okay. Then the game starts and he looks great. And then after a few minutes of the game, he, it looks like he can't move again. Right. So you're on like such a roller coaster with that. You know, he so, definitely was not 100%, but it's not even remarkable close. what he was able to do. And then the ability right. to run it at all. And especially at that particular <sighs> moment, I just thought it was. That was a performance for the ages. And I love that Romo was comparing it to Jordan and all that because that. To me, that's what it was. That, that will be one that we look back on in 20 years. Hey, remember that AFC Championship game? Play, um, Mahomes played on one ankle and beat Joe Burrow. You're the one person who may have liked that because everyone was livid that he brought up Clyde Drexler, which, again, I think now what's happened is <clears throat> Romo is now in the Joe Buck category where people are just bashing him to bash him. That's what's going right. on now. They, I mean, I've never seen a turn like this in my life. This is like when Sergeant Slaughter went from like being Sergeant Slaughter than supporting <laughs> the Iraqi war. Like the, the turn for Romo with these people on Twitter and even around the media. I, I mean, he, I've never seen anything like it. And I think now it's totally the Joe Buck syndrome where it's the cool thing and the in thing to bash Tony. So everyone's going to bash him. Tony was not that bad on Sunday. I'm sorry. that people, I had no issues with him. I, I yeah. have a bigger problem with Nance. Oh, somebody in the booth coined this the Andy Reid bull. Yeah, nobody else in the world thought that Andy Reid going against the Eagles was going to be an Andy Reid thing. Jim Nance, the only one, he's got a lot of so. I have more of an issue with him than I do Roma. I thought that they were fine though. I had no so did issue. I. So did I. My favorite thing of all though is that the <coughs> the refs had an atrocious game. They don't know what they're doing out there. NFL rigged is trending, and then now the referee in the Super Bowl has called the most penalties the last two seasons. <laughs> Call now, how do they? But they judge that based on grading this year. I'm assuming. I guess, yeah. Now he was picked to ref the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, right? But no, but no referee in the NFL has thrown more penalty flags or had more penalty yards in their games than Call Sheffers, and now he's cover, he's doing the Super Bowl. And if you're a betting person out there who did not reintrade a thoughts on Tuesday, January 31st, Call Sheffers has refed 12 postseason games the unders are 11 and one wow yeah because he's throwing every time there's an offensive play he's throwing a flag so you're betting the under although they did say he also has the second most pis called this year hmm. well the total is 49 and a half i probably will bet the under i don't know we'll see well, I, too, I can't i don't i can't decide who i'm betting yet I don't i haven't even given it a thought although <laughs> i'm rooting for the chief so if i am going to bet i probably bet them just because I don't want to I, – I, look, I get making money is a priority, but I don't want to root against the – I can't root for the Eagles even if I think they're going to win. So you, if still anything, hate, you still hate Nick Sirianni? No, I don't. I saw his um, – Oh, the daughter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that plus, he's, you know, his, his last name ends in a vowel. I should be partial to that even though it really doesn't mean anything to me. But he's all what right. I get why he – look, I, he's got a punchable face and he does things that are very unlikable. But you got to give the guy credit and, and show some respect. He's in the Super Bowl, so he knows what he's doing. What a turn in one week. I love it. Look at you, Evolve. Yeah, I know. Last week you hated him. This week <laughs> you see him with his daughter and you're all softened he, up. 
he softened me up. That's exactly right. It was a right. phenomenal clip. It really was a phenomenal clip. He had to scold his daughter. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'll tell you what's not phenomenal. Did you see the Joey Bosa clip? No, I did not. Oh, you didn't see this? No. Joey Bosa. Very unlikable. So Joey Bosa is at the Eagles-Niners game to watch his brother Nick Bosa, obviously. Okay. And he's standing outside of the stadium, whatever it is, the link or whatever, like waiting to go in. And the Eagles fans, of course, are giving him the business. Right. Now, obviously, we don't know what was said before the video starts, but the video starts and the Eagles fan, you know, you suck, you suck, you know, that whole business. And he goes, he like, now, instead of just walking into the link, he walks towards the heckler and says to the heckler, oh, what are you taking a Snapchat to send to all your butt buddies? Which is not a comment that flies these days. Right. Okay, so that's number one. Then he walks away. He starts to enter the stadium. And they're still giving him, you know, you saw, oh, I think the, the fan goes, uh, how'd you like those fines? How'd you like paying those fines? Because remember in the Jacksonville playoff game, he threw the helmet and right, the rest. Right. He then goes back, approaches the fan again, instead of keep walking, and he goes, I'm rich. I can afford those fines. I'm not poor like you, like a little bitch oh. like you. Calls the guy a bitch. Oh, God. Okay, so the last time we saw I, you, calling you, you him, was, Calling him a bitch is not, to me, that's that's the least of the issues. Saying you're rich, not like you, and the other comment that he made. Right. Well, the last time we saw the guy, he's throwing his helmet, getting two 15-yard penalties, and then now we see him, and he's fighting with an Eagles fan. Like, 
He's, he's, you got to be better than that. You got. What are you it. doing? Just walk into mm-hmm. the stadium. Right. Ignore it. What do you think was going to happen when you go there? What are you going to take on? You know, eighty thousand right. people, whatever the place holds. You think the Eagles fans are going to be sober and say, "Oh, nice to see you, Joey." Yeah. Right. Can you sign this for me? I mean, please. Yeah. You know yeah, how it gets. What, what you You're a heckler. Do. You're a heckler. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. I got. I want to. We'll read reviews next week because I'm going to do something here real quick. We've got our friends over at Tom Brady's company, his apparel company, Brady Brand, want to do another giveaway here. So Tom Brady's apparel brand, Brady Brand, they just lost, launched a Valentine's Day shop and they've got brand new Heather Crimson Colorway underwear to give away hmm. to three SI Media podcast listeners so all yeah i'm gonna make this very very simple leave a review on apple mention the brady brand but that you're in this for the contest leave any positive five-star review on apple i'll put the names in a hat of whoever leaves a review three winners will get a pair of the brady band brady brand heather crimson colorway underwear and uh, all the brady brand stuff is now in dick's sporting goods so you get all the jogging pants, underwear, T-shirts, long sleeves, all that stuff from the Brady brand at Dick's. So leave a review on Apple and you'll win some Tom Brady, Brady brand underwear. Um, speaking of Brady, he's not going to be part of Fox's telecast. But I'm, I, I I love the fact that Burkhardt, who we both like, you, mm-hmm. you, you know him way more than me, and Olsen have all this momentum going into the game. Olsen has become a huge fan favorite, so it really works yeah. out nice that their season's not over and they get one more game. I think I think they're going to have a great call, Burkhart and Olsen. They'll have Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi on the sidelines. You know, they'll be good. So I, I'm expecting, you know, Rihanna at halftime, Eagles, Chiefs. I, I'm, there's everything to look forward to for the Super Bowl, except for the refs. <laughs> and Pereira, in your case, you left him out. But no, I'm. But like I'm I said, they use him sparingly. So I'm I'm excited for them because at first it was jarring to have Fox lose Buck and Aikman, right? And right. thinking that wow, not only are they losing their top team that they've had for years, but you're elevating Burkhart and Olsen, a relatively new team, and they're getting the Super Bowl. That is a big deal. Those guys have gotten better and better as the season has gone on. And you're right. They are now, I don't want to say they're peaking, but they're certainly ascending to where I expect nothing other than a great big-time broadcast. They have a big-time feel when they do a game. So I love it. And this has nothing to do with me being a friend of Burkhardt's. They are right now a clear top broadcasting team, no doubt. So you can can get into like all the X's and O's and how Olsen breaks down a game and all that stuff, but... It also comes down to this very simple thing. When I'm sitting on my couch, <clears throat> like a big blob on my fat ass, and I'm watching the game for three hours, is it an enjoyable listen? Is it, you know, are they annoying me? Is it, right? do you like listening to, you know, every, and they fit that. They, they're just a, they're a very good, solid listen. Right. I, <clears throat> I judge a broadcast crew, first and foremost, am I getting annoyed by this broadcast crew. And I do not have that with them. But that's like the first thing to pass. They have, they're way beyond that. 
They have that yeah. big game feel. I think that's the greatest compliment you could pay a broadcasting team. They have they, the big game. They are feel. getting that, yep, for sure. Which is hard to do because we're so accustomed to Al Michaels or Joe Buck and Aikman. It's hard, or, or Madden and Summerall, whatever it may be. Hard to cut through as a new team to have that big feel they have. Madden and Summerall, known as that's the greatest my- broadcast team in the history of sports. Guess what? They didn't use a rules analyst. Don't need yeah, it. Right. I would put Madden and Summerall right there with either Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan <laughs> or Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Those are my top three. If I <clears throat> One podcast will have to debate what was better, Gorilla and Jesse or Gorilla. I mean, it, I think it's got to be Heenan because here's the thing. you <sighs> could Jesse make was me, so good or Vince and Jesse, I guess. I was going to say, the argument is Vince and Jesse against Gorilla and Bobby. Did you, watch the Royal, did you watch the Royal Rumble on Sunday? I Saturday? did. I did because I was Chelsea Green, who is the wife of Matt Cardona, who I am I become somewhat friendly with. I, I just I listen to their podcast, whatever. So there were rumors about Cardona potentially being in it. You know, Zack Ryder. Tell me so, the truth. Yeah. Rumors or did you get the inside scoop? No, 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 no inside scoop. I could have gotten it and it would have said no, but I wanted to just stay away from that. We knew Chelsea was going to be there and she was in the women's Royal Rumble. So I had it on specifically for that. And that was it. You watched or no? I, I watched the men's Royal Rumble, which was the opening thing. And then I watched the Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. I didn't watch anything in between that. I have not been into wrestling in years, but I cannot believe that Sami Zayn is now like one of the top guys. It is kind of crazy. Sami Zayn. I mean, you guys. Well, well, tell about some, let me just say this. Okay. We're taping this Tuesday night at 7.05 right now, and I'm, I'm getting freaking pissed off. For a half hour, I've been trying to bet over 27 and a half points for LeBron James against the Knicks tonight, and I mm. keep getting communication error on DraftKings. DraftKings, get your shit together. I need the over 27 and a half. The game starts in 25 minutes. LeBron and MSG, I, he's going to go for 40 tonight. This is free money. First, first time uh, back there since, I think, 2020, since January 2020, if I'm not mistaken. These websites, these gambling apps, there's always chicanery. Always chicanery. Yeah. I don't appreciate it. All right, Sal, we'll get into We'll do a lot of prop bet stuff next week. we got to read reviews on an upcoming episode. Um Anything this week that we missed? Uh, I don't believe so, but I'm not 100%. I don't think so either. All right. I don't really really come prepared. By the way, I was at the Islander game the other night. I walk in the door. I I got invited to the owner's suite. Guy sees me. First thing he says, oh, I listen to you all the time on Jimmy Trainer's SI podcast. Get out of here. I was like, you mean the fan? You mean WFAN (laughs) radio that I do for you? He's like, no, SI Media Podcast. I swear to God. That's happening. This, this quite is a at, bit the Nas- now. at the Nassau. Oh well, no, they don't play there anymore. UBS, no, UBS. UBS, Do they yeah. play any games at the Nassau Coliseum anymore? No, no, no. So you not. walk it's into so UBS, open, and is it so? So yeah. it wasn't someone you knew. It was just a random. Correct, correct, just random. Yeah. And he says, "I love you, and Jimmy. Tra- not WFAN every single not night, WFAN. Monday through Sunday through Thursday, two to five on the fan. Not Odyssey app if you're out of New York." Not SNY, not WFAN, Jimmy Trainer, SI Media Podcast. I, I'm telling you, I've gotten that a lot. That's great to hear. That's great to yeah. hear. We're changing the name and the logo of the pod. I'll be curious what everyone... It's officially... See, as we're taping this, the change hasn't taken effect. But by the time this comes out, the change may have taken effect. So instead of the SI Media Podcast, it's SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Going to 
massage my ego and put my name in the title and right. take out the word because we looked at it and like podcasts don't most pod some do but most podcasts don't have the word podcast in their title it'll so. take a little uh, you know adjusting a little getting used to because it just rolls off the tongue right now si media podcast so now <laughs> well, it's going to yeah. be si media it's also just different. it's all about pumping my ego up because right. it used to be the si media podcast but what i'm always going to have to say now when i plug it verbally or written is si media with jimmy train a podcast you have to stay podcast so, at some point. So next Thanksgiving, when Jim Nance is giving you a shout out, it's going to be yeah. specific to the SI Media. What is it again? SI oh. Media with Jimmy Trina. Forget that. Did you hear Howard Stern mention my name this week? No, he did. Yeah, I put it on Twitter. How? I must have missed that. Uh, he had because he interviewed Stephen A. last week or two weeks right. ago, and I had written that it was a phenomenal interview. It really was. You would enjoy it a lot. As a sports broadcaster, right. how he came up, he didn't really have a father. You know, father right, issues right, right. really good, and um, <clears throat> you know, every day on the show, Howard does like feedback, does viewer uh, listener feedback, emails, blah blah blah. And he said, "Oh, and you know, we had the Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith interview, and people liked it, and uh, it was you know excellent interview." Said Sports Illustrated's Jimmy Trainer. Said that now here's the key. This is the key when you want someone to you want them to say Sports Illustrated because you got to keep your bosses happy. Right. If they're just saying right. me, it's you know you got to get some cachet with the boss. So you want Sports Illustrated, and then you want your name said correctly. And Howard did it. I liked it better when he played the clip when I interviewed Dog, yeah. and he said SI Media Podcast. That was great. Well, he said Sports Illustrated Podcast, which was good. Getting um, a name yeah. mentioned from Howard Stern, it does not. Yeah. Get, if you're in this business, it doesn't get any better than that. I have a funny story. Should I tell this story? Yeah, so tell it. So my mother decides she's going to put the video clip of Howard saying my name on her Facebook page. Don't I mean? Okay. Ridiculous. And I don't respect anyone who uses Facebook. So right off the bat, we've got. So anyway. Hmm. So my mother, then I go a couple of days later, my mother's all livid. I'm like, what's the issue? Someone she's friends with on Facebook put a comment under the video saying, like ripping my mother and saying like, have you no morals? Howard Stern is a pig. <laughs> and my mother's like, so I said to my mother, I'm like, but who is this? She, and it was like someone my mother was friends with like in high school or something. I'm like, well, why are you huh. friends with her? Are you friends with her now? No. Well, why are you friends with her on Facebook? I don't know. Why don't you unfriend her? Oh, I can't unfriend her. Well, then don't complain oh. if she puts a dumb comment on your page. That, if you use Facebook, you're a dope. I don't know what to tell you. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's like Twitter's horrific on every level. The comments on TikTok are vicious, but there's no one worse than the Facebook user or the Facebook commenter. I, I, I can't. I can't even imagine how people deal with yeah. that on a daily basis. Horrific. That's a great story. Yeah. All right, Tal. We'll see you next week. Be well. All right. I'll talk enjoy to you. Enjoy the later. enjoy the off week. No football this weekend. Yeah. Right. Terrible. All right. All right. Later. <laughs> All right, my many thanks to Chris Berman and Sal Akata. Remember, leave that review on Apple if you want to get in the uh, contest for the Brady Brand underwear. Subscribe to the SI Media with Jimmy Trainer podcast and uh, dip into the archives. Listen to some of the recent interviews we've had in case you missed them. Jason McCourty from Good Morning Football last week. Chris Long two weeks ago. Troy Aikman three weeks ago. All right, enjoy the week off before the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll see you next week as we get ready for the big game right here on the uh, SI Media with Jimmy Trainer podcast. Stay safe and take care. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.